Could have rained today, type of Tuesday, but it was pretty much like this yesterday. Um, I'm back, man. Morning edition. Although this will be incorporated to my uh, morning slash noon chapel series. All right, throughout this week. Even though technically I woke up this morning <clears throat> at seven. I think, no, at about 7, 7.15. I had my alarm set for 7.45. But I woke up early. I didn't sleep necessarily early. I slept at midnight, so I got about seven plus hours of sleep. Uploaded the episode that I did last night. And figured, fuck it, I have enough time on my hands to do an episode now. Or to start an episode now, I have to remember that I'm doing segments. So when I end this segment, I have to remember not to uh, end it like a podcast. Because this will just be part one, 30 to 40 minute part. I want to go over. Uh, shit. <laughs> Unprepared this morning. Not really, but. Where are we at? Uh, AM, AM show. We have Ramaswamy drops truth bombs about the Ku Klux Klan. Um, if you listen to the last episode, aka the episode that I uploaded earlier, which is probably impossible unless you listen to this episode first. 
I briefly went over um, the Ku Klux Klan and their involvement, or the Democrats, uh, the Democratic Party's involvement with the Ku Klux Klan. But I think we're gonna dive even a little deeper, man. We got a 13-minute video. I believe this is Benny Johnson. Benny Johnson and Doc Rich, both of those guys have been on fire the past, I don't know, two months, just constantly bringing out new information, new articles. So I got to give a shout out to them. Once again, Benny Johnson, as well as Doc Rich on YouTube. Subscribe to both of them. I believe we're going to be going through Doc Rich later on um, in the afternoon show as well. So with all that being said, man, let's not waste any time. All right. We kicking it off. 8.08 a.m. Favorite type of drums, by the way. 8.08. And with all that being said, let's jump right in. As a matter of fact, let's give you uh, the full title just in case you guys or women are listening and you might want to go search the video online. You may want to search Benny Johnson online and support him. You may want to search Doc Rich and support him. You may want to search Kendall Reacts and support him. The video is called Vevic which I don't know if it's Vivek or Vevek, but I've heard people say Vevek Ramaswamy. Vevek drops truth about KKK live on CNN reporter left shaking and crying. Wow, sounds dramatic, all right? Sounds a bit dramatic, but let's jump in. You took issue with comments from Congresswoman Ayanna Presley. She reportedly said, quote, we don't need any more brown faces that don't want to be a brown, vo a brown voice. What? About that, you said, these are the words of the modern grand wizards of the modern KKK. You know, I'm sure, the KKK was responsible for more than a century's worth of horrific lynchings, rapes, murders of black people. How in any way? And and if you connect the dots, if you connect these dots, you would find out that these blacks were hung, these blacks were killed, these blacks were harassed for not supporting the Democratic Party. Come on, man. Are the views you're talking about comparable to the views and atrocities committed by the KKK? What I said is the Grand Wizards of the KKK would be proud of what they would hear her say because there's nothing more racist than saying that your skin color predicts something no, about the you content didn't, you of didn't your just say that You didn't just say ideas. they would be proud. You said these are the words of the modern Grand Wizards of the modern KKK. Um, you heard the comment saying that, you know, they're tired of brown people not speaking out for brown people. It almost sounds like what blacks would say to other blacks. Well, we don't want a black voice that's not going to speak for black people. Why? You people can't speak for yourselves. I know I can speak for myself. I know I don't need a motherfucker speaking for me. Black, white, purple, orange. I don't need it. But they try to use this mind game 
in which by them doing this, they want Ramaswamy to say something completely out of pocket, but everything he's been saying, including the Grand Wizard shit, is true. This is how these people act. Now, the Ku Klux Klan back in the day, they would scare um, black voters. Mostly the black voters that they were scaring were Republican, were conservative. So they used fear tactics, scare tactics to get these people in line. How are we going to do that? Quick history lesson. It was said... And there's a connection to this. I'm going to briefly go over it. It was said that black folks at that time were superstitious. Super superstitious. And they were afraid of ghosts and supernatural things. So the Klan (laughs) put on the bed sheets, put on the pillowcase, and appeared as ghosts, which scared the black residents. Now, I don't know if this is 100% true, but I, I actually believe that. I believe that. Escalated quickly. It is the same spirit. You're right about that, Dana. I think it is the same spirit to say that I can look at you and based on just your skin color, that I know something about the content of your character, that I know something about the content of the viewpoints you're allowed to express. For Ayanna Presley to tell okay, me that because of my skin color, I can't express my views, that is wrong. It is divisive. That is, it is a, driving hate. That is in this a country. debate. This is dividing. Okay, that is a, a debate. debate. Breaking point. That's a debate, says the white woman, the white liberal. <laughs> it's a debate that is that is based on non-violent discussion that you just said you're using rhetoric which yes. she said she's using rhetoric uh, there is that's one thing and another thing is to say that she represents and she is a, a modern version of a kkk which as you know was dedicated to the subjugation and violence against black people. How how on earth is she a modern man? You know what's funny about white people and their description, especially liberals? It's always about black and white. The Ku Klux Klan is a white supremacy organization or group or whatever the fuck you want to call it. They didn't just go after black people, but that was their target. They weren't a fan of Jews. They weren't a fan of Hispanics. They weren't a fan of Indians. But if you notice, the white woman only refers back to they were against black people. Why would they be using that tactic? Because they want the black people to go against this Indian individual. And let's be intellectually honest. Kind of organization. In case you didn't know, this is what stupid looks like. Let's be intellectually honest and get to the heart of what this debate ought to be about. There is a worldview that says that the remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination. That if you're black or brown, you have to have a particular point of view. That's from Ibram Kendi. That's from Ayanna Pressley, the people can, I quoted in my speech yesterday. But can There's you a have an intellectually have, honest conversation of who you are, when you accuse you her be of being a opinion. grand wizard Let's of the have KKK? A little fighting now. I like that. Can you have that intellectually that honest discussion is, with that kind of rhetoric? Yes, I can, Dana, because the point... The point I'm highlighting is that even the people who, in good spirit, we all agree 
that the KKK was an awful organization that is a toxic stain in our national history. So given that we can start from that point of agreement, now that allows us to say, well, who actually sounds more like that organization today? Uh -oh. The people who are calling for more racial discrimination uh -oh. on the basis of skin color. Uh -oh. So yes, I think that is an but intellectually useful starting point for a provocative like discussion whole, that we need to have in this country. The whole country. point is and I think the KKK that, I think the reality was just about rhetoric. You have to speak openly. They lynched people. They murdered people. They raped. The problem with this bitch is she's saying the same thing over and over again. The bitch, the bitch is repeating the same shit over and over again and trying to make it stick. We know the Ku Klux Klan hung, killed, and raped people. Let the person that you have on the show talk. This is the reason why CNN is a fucking joke. G CNN is, is, I mean, for the entertainment value, I mean, CNN is better than Saturday Night Live. I mean, it's a comedy show. Sketch comedy. People, they burned their and homes. And that was wrong. Simply that was because obviously wrong. Shut up, That's right. So, wrong. Okay, obviously, so that, that, again, that obviously a if wrong you want to have an intellectual discussion, do, do you think that maybe comparing her to the Grand Wizard and and the, the notion of what she said to being a modern leader of the KKK was maybe a step too far, or you stand by what you said? Why do you always have to be such a <laughs> I stand by what I said to provoke an open and honest discussion in this country. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? <laughs> Yo, what's up, guys? It's your boy, Benny. I was wondering, too, man. This is a long introduction. I'm saying to myself, is this Benny Johnson? But then the music came. I'm like, all right, Benny Johnson. Shout out to Benny, man. I'm taking my drive to work now. It's uh, 8.17 a.m. I figure I'll pull up to the job, go through the rest of this video, wrap up the segment, and prepare... Uh, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing today. I pretty much did everything I needed to do outside yesterday. At the same time, I really don't want to sit around and do nothing at the job, so... Oh, and by the way, uh, I got off. I took a day off tomorrow, so I'll be focusing on the podcast all day tomorrow, although I'm not going to do an episode all day, but I mean, I, I may do three episodes tomorrow. I may do three episodes tomorrow. There is something that I wanted to go over now that I've mentioned it. I had mentioned this last night. There's a 36 minute video by Sibo uh, and Snapper. Um, where one of the guys from the beginning of uh, Obama's uh, run as president came out and said that um, he would smoke crack and have sex or uh, service Barack Obama allegedly. It's a 36-minute banger. I figure the best thing to do is go through that tomorrow morning, so... Matter of fact, 
now that I think about it, since I don't got to go to work tomorrow, and I'm not obligated to wake up early, I will uh, do something tonight. I really want to go through that video, but 30-something minutes is a lot. It's a lot of time considering the fact that, you know, <clears throat> fucking 15, uh, not even 13-minute videos can turn into an hour-long episode with how I like to yap and commentate. So I'm not really sure exactly how I want to do this, but I will. I had just remembered that I had off tomorrow, so <clears throat> that's good. Um, but yeah, the thing about, uh, the thing about white liberals, right? And not all, but this is just generalizing because you see it more, you see it more televised. <clears throat> These people want to make themselves seem heroic, and it's a trait <clears throat> that is seen through most liberals. They want to be seen as heroic. Do they necessarily do heroic shit? No. They don't do heroic shit. <clears throat> they actually been getting away with doing the bare minimum. But the way that they do it, they make it seem as if they're doing something major. So they do have, ironically enough, the superiority complex. They think that they're bigger, they're more powerful, they're more important. So when you have an uprising of those on the opposite end that are like, no, you guys are weak, you're pathetic, you are a hypocrite, and you are another post for the establishment on the left. That's all you are. Once that shit is taken care of, and once people can really say, you know what, I've had it up to here with these liberals <clears throat> telling me how to think, telling me who I should vote for telling me what's black and what's not black I've had it up I, I'm done once there's enough people that say yeah I'm not I'm not tolerating this shit then it becomes an issue all of a sudden you know for the sake of saying it all these people run out of options they run out of ideas they can't pander to the black snow mode, okay? <laughs> they can't pander to the black snow mode. Niggas ain't participating with that shit. They're like, oh, hell no. You people again? You Democrats again? Nah. But these tactics that the left tried to use... And once again, the woman, whatever her name is, whoever the fucking reporter is, a nobody, 
pretty much. They'll sit back and pretend <clears throat> that their party wasn't responsible for the racist shit. And I get it. If you guys have changed, if you guys have changed remarkably, you shouldn't have had to ignore what is the past. The past is simply the past. But they try to deflect, and that's that's the Democrats. The Democrats, they try to deflect the issue. By them deflecting the issue, they can pretend that they had nothing to do with racism. But then can blame the other party for all the racism. Now, all you need is some common knowledge, maybe a fucking history book. Who knows? But then again, they lie in those too, the history books, so you can't really trust them either. You'll know that the Democrats never really had, like they had black people's vote at interest. But they didn't have, um, you know, they didn't have the interest of the people in terms of how a person is viewed, how a person is looked at, or how a person is living. They didn't care on black people about that. They cared about black people when November came around. That's it. When November was coming up during an election, that's when they prioritize the minority. Before that, they don't prioritize the minority. The minority is the minority. Politically, socially. And and, and as crazy as it sounds, and this, this will sound crazy. This has really nothing to do with race. Race is just incorporated to prove a point. This is everything to do with economics. It's more of a social issue than a racial issue. Because then the white liberal will criticize the white conservative for his viewpoints. They only look at blacks as worst because they believe that the blacks should be democrat so like i said they're gonna they're gonna get you out of all people to try and fit in and i guess to try and have a hive mind way of thinking just like the rest of the democrats And so what Republicans, even even in even at the core, there's still differences amongst Republicans or conservatives or anybody who's right compared to someone who's only center right or compared to someone who's center compared to someone who's politically neutral, but has certain viewpoints and agrees with certain things. <clears throat> Damn, that's a nice car. Who got a new car? A Bronco? That shit is sexy. 
Y'all see the new Bronco? <clears throat> One of these staff members got a new car. Fucking cunts. Cunts. Anyway, we just pulled up in front 24 minutes in. We got about 17 minutes to go through the rest of this clip, which is only about, I think, five to seven minutes. So let's do so. Ake back with an absolute napalming of CNN. He's done this a couple times in recent memory. Last time it was Caitlin Collins blowing up the fact that American government didn't lie during 9-11. They did lie during 9-11. The American government admits they lied during 9-11. They lied about the Saudi connection to 9-11 and a lot of other stuff. Who man, you, why didn't somebody, somebody ask who let the hijackers into this country? It happened wow. to be the CIA as an intelligence. Whoa, oh, wait a minute, buddy. <laughs> oh, Benny, 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 bud. <laughs> this nigga finna get assassinated. Look, man. All y'all people in the beginning that was sitting back making fun of people who said that 9-11 was an inside job and y'all sat back and called these people conspiracy theorists. How do y'all people feel today? Me, I'm going to be honest with you. 9-11, I was in the seventh grade, so I know I knew very little. And I brought this up before. And just in case y'all niggas wasn't paying attention before, I'm going to explain it to you briefly how propaganda works in this country. Dig it. September 11 happened. Boom. Everybody's like shocked. Everybody wants answers. Everybody wants to know how did this happen? How did these people hijack a plane and, and, and fucking fly it through the Twin Towers? Within the World Trade, Building 7, the demolition of that. Everybody's questioning this shit, even at 2001. The thing was, the internet wasn't necessary. It was a thing, but it, it wasn't as advanced as it is today. Okay? So on the news, news media, mainstream media, lamestream media, fake news, they came up with a chart, the terror chart. It's a color chart. I'm sure a lot of you people would recognize it. And by using colors, they can implement what's our current state as a country. Red being at high risk, orange being at a, a risk, yellow uh, being neutral, and green being safe. They controlled the psyche of the American people during that time with that chart. Very similar, by the way, if I might add to COVID-19 and the death toll that they constantly put in news media to keep people watching the news. Oh, because you got to be informed on what? The people dying? But that's mainstream media. That's how they get down. So they were able to implement terror tactics. I pretty much call them terror tactics. With September 11, it's the war on terror. With the war on terror, it's the weapons of mass destruction that did not exist. The same people like Colin Powell, George Bush, and all these other people, mimicking the same line, the same catchphrase, held no weight. 
because y'all were lied to. Operation. Well, that's curious. Why can't we ask those questions? Because they're real. They're in documents directly from the FBI. Whatever. Vivek Ramaswamy blowing up that myth on CNN, leading, of course, to a lot of adult diapers being filled at CNN and a lot of panic <laughs> on the airwaves. And he's back at it again. Vivek Ramaswamy defining what racism is to Donna Bosch. Donna Bosch. The blink. She blinks so much. Oh. I'm getting so tired of this style of CNN. This style of like interrupting the person yep. while they're talking. What am I? Thinking? What did I say in the beginning? What's the point of having people on your network? That's like me, right? I don't have a network. I have a pirate ship. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a pirate ship. If I ever get to a point to where I'm actually interviewing people and recording with people besides my cousin. The last thing I want to do is interrupt everything that the person is saying, especially if I agree with the person. I've seen videos, not going to mention content creators, but I've seen videos where it's a duo and it's a couple, woman, man, they're both married or they're both in a relationship. And they can't let each other finish a fucking sentence. It's like, yo, if y'all talk like this on camera, I can imagine how tough it is. Like in real life, y'all communicating. But CNN has that way of doing things. CNN likes to bring on right wingers who are unprepared for the questions that they were going to ask. They will try to snake those people on their network because it makes their network look good. I mean, similar to Fox, Fox does the same thing. I'll give Fox this. They're a little bit more tactical with their approach, but they're doing the same shit. (coughs) So the explosion, the implosion, I should say, the implosion of mainstream media given the necessary names that I mentioned um, a Trish Reagan who I like a lot Trish Reagan um, a Megan Kelly right um, Glenn Beck uh, Bill O'Reilly Tucker Carlson what do all these people have in common <laughs> What do all these individuals have in common, you may ask? Well, they used to work on Fox. They no longer work on Fox. The biggest cash out had to be um, Tucker Carlson, light years ahead of the rest, with his um, with his presence on Fox. The fact that he was he was taking the most ratings, the most viewership on Fox, and then Fox coming to the conclusion of, you know what we'll do. We'll get rid of this guy. (laughs) That's like me, right? I show up to work on time. I even show up to work early because I'm technically still recording. And then that just gives me more room to punch in and figure out what I'm going to do and shit like that. So it doesn't doing this doesn't bug me. Right. And it doesn't bug the job and it benefits the job because I'm one of the people that show up early and do what I have to do. That's like the bosses 
sitting back and going, hey, man, this guy's been showing up to work every day, 15 minutes early, 20 minutes early. He's always doing what he has to do. I think we, I think it's time we get rid of him. Like, that's like, it's like that. That's what they did with Tucker. He was outperforming the rest, which I think became the issue. Just like in a situation that I brought up, and I'm only implementing me, but I'm not going through that. But that would be like me outperforming the other workers, the other people there by showing up early. So it makes those people feel bad. So they got to find something on me. You see what I mean? It's something like that. And with Tucker, it's like they did Tucker a huge favor. Your podcast hosts in the world is Joe Rogan, one of my favorite talk show hosts, as he would as he self-referentially refers to himself as Tucker Carlson. And what they do, what both of them do, is simply sit back and allow people to talk. Answer the question. And you can tell that Tucker Carlson disagrees with like half the stuff that's said on his show. So does Joe Rogan. But they sit back and let people. The thing about it. And I honestly got to say, even though it's hard for me to say I'm not a fan of Joe Rogan. It's just I'm not a fan of um, a lot of the people that he has on. or I don't know enough about them to listen. But his interviewing skills are almost ahead of Tucker's. The way he interviews people, and you can tell by how he asks the question, but yet he stays neutral, but you can tell that he disagrees. But he's just trying to get to the bottom because realistically, he wants you to make a fool out of yourself. He's not going to make a fool out of you. He's going to ask you the questions that's going to trip you up so that you can contradict yourself or just make yourself seem foolish. And and that's that's the tactic. I think Tucker is just one of those on the surface of interviewing people. He's a decent interviewer, but I think the way that he captivates his audience by the topics and the way that he talks about his topics is what puts him in the top spot, in my opinion. Talk. What is it with these CNN anchors and they can't let people make a point? You notice how many times that Vivek was interrupted there when he was making a very, like, a very crystal point about the face of racism in society as defined here by Miriam Webster. Oh, what is the definition of racism? Well, definition of racism is a belief that race is a fundamental determinant of human traits and capacities and that racial differences produce inherent superiority of a particular race. Well, of course, there's only one group of people who represent that worldview, and it's the woke. Woke and racist. They're the same people. It's like... I'm going to disagree with that. And here's the reason why. You got to understand that racism at this point, they made it universal. So just like a woke leftoid can be a racist, doesn't matter if they're black, white. If they're black, it's funny with the blacks, they're hypocrites. Those on the left, they talk bad about the whites. They say that. Uh, whites are, you know, trying to gingerfy their communities, but if they need help with something, they look for the whites for handouts. They're the biggest hypocrites. They're the biggest Uncle Tom Coons of the century, the black liberal. The black conservative doesn't necessarily look at in, in terms of leadership, there's small government. And all small government really is 
it's an excuse to see who's fucking up and who's doing a good job. If you have a government of 50 plus motherfuckers, right? You can't point out who's fucking up and who's not because they're too busy deflecting from whatever they're doing. You get a smaller government, the people can be more over top these people, which that that should be how the country's ran or that should be pretty much the premises of democracy. Where do people have that right to say what needs to be say, said, to vote on certain things, to get certain people out of office who aren't performing the way that they should be? That should be the country. Country's taken over now. The great comedy sketch from Ryan Long. It was like woke and racist. Like the woke, the uber woke, the uber leftist and the uber racist have always been the same person. The thing that- and like I said, and, and my disagreement with this is the same woke, like the woke people, like the black woke. Oh, we don't need white people, but Black Lives Matter support us, white people like those people. <clears throat> they don't have anything different from someone who's all the way at the right who has racial views they don't even have social their, their social views are based on race that's how you can tell these are NPCs Their social talking points is predominantly based on race, but it's more of a racial ideology. <clears throat> you know, the Aryan bullshit, you know, so the people who are, quote unquote, all the way on the right, they can have the same racial tension as the woke on the left they missed in that is like, wait a second, Donna, Donna Bosch, let me bash you a bit and explain to you exactly what the KKK was all about. Because the KKK was actually all funded and founded by Democrats. It was created to attack Republicans. Go ahead. Because Republicans believe that all men are created equal. Okay. And that God is the creator of all men and women. Yep. Sounds about right. Uh Uh-huh. Go ahead. Like, do you do you disavow the Democrat Party for creating the KKK? Huh. That should have been the follow-up there. Huh. Should have been, but it wasn't. They never let a they never let a nigga like me on their network. Cause I tell them straight up, you ain't gonna hit me, you ain't gonna hoodwink me with no fucking uh with with baiting me. That's what whites try to do to the blacks. It's race baiting. It used to be the race hustlers and I'm going to give y'all a quick lesson before I wrap this shit up officially because it is already uh, 843 I usually punch it at 845 but I'll slip another five minutes in just just because what it used to be was the race hustlers and the race hustlers were just a group of black folks who aimed their content towards black people that pretty much labeled most white people as oppressors and racist. These are your Al Sharptons. These are your Jesse Jacksons. These are your Louis Farrakhan's and a number of others that uh, these are your Roland Martins. Um, a couple of others, these, these, coon, they're coons, they're coons, they're coons. 
That's that's what they're coons. They are sellouts. They get the people riled up because the government, big government, the establishment is divide and conquer. It's to get the white man against the black man. It's to get the brown man against the yellow man. And it's to cause all this controversy. Now, (laughs) outside of the obvious, which is the differences of culture, the differences of appearance, even outside of color, facial features, things of that sort, you know, people of my tone, the blacks, we tend to have a full set of lips, pause. We tend to have a bigger, wider nose. The Jews, for example, tend to have pointier noses. Now, for some reason, me describing black people is not an issue, right? But I just described Jews and how Jews have pointier noses, and I can be considered anti-Semitic. Why is that? Because people are too sensitive. Fuck them. You wouldn't be able to sit back. These people, these CNN reporters, these uh, race baiters, like I said, it started with the race hustlers. Then it became news and media that kind of took, you know, that kind of took the baton and kept running with it, where it is constantly about divide. Oh, well, these Republicans are against blacks. No, they ain't. They're just as I would say at this point, they're just as neutral. No, they're not. They're not even neutral. Republicans are more for black people, realistically, on an independent level than white people. White people want the white people, um, the liberals, the white liberals want the blacks pacified. So by giving them free shit, they'll just keep them where they're at where they're easily manipulated and controlled and used for the next election. But y'all niggas ain't listening. But anyway, this is not the end of the episode. This is technically only the beginning, but I'm going to have to do this in segments. So this is the end of segment number one. Segment number two, final segment, will be at 1230 or probably one o'clock, and we'll just continue off where we left off. But until then, I'll catch y'all. segment done we shy at 1230 right now
is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy.
Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Okay, we are continuing this episode, morning slash noon chapel, day two, Tuesday. It is the 29th, which I hope I'm getting, I hope I get my money today rather than tomorrow night. Hopefully I get my money tonight rather than tomorrow night. Um, if not, then I'll just have to be pretty much waiting around tomorrow night. But um, continuing the episode, I'm back, but I never left, technically, since this is going to be on one episode 40 minutes earlier this morning. Woke up, actually gotten um, some sleep. Now, it's weird, and I'm going to talk about this briefly, because to me, it's worth talking about. So there's people that they've had eight hours to get sleep. Most of those people will only get six of those eight hours in which six hours is reasonable enough. There's people that will only have six hours to sleep and will only get four hours. So the less hours you get, the more longer the day feels. Fast forward are pretty much in my case, I was able to wake up early enough to do the things that I needed to do and also get a chance to uh, do an episode or not even an episode. This is the episode, but do a segment in the morning time uh, for the episode, which I'm doing now. Um, the day has been kind of slow, but not really. Now people are starting to come back into the building, so there's more traffic, more unnecessary traffic, not even as well as on the roads, too. You know, summer times and, you know, school times coming up, everybody's driving around, doing last minute shopping. And when I get off of work anyway, I don't I don't intend to usually do a night episode, mostly because. I mean, my my chances of even uploading the video directly after I do an episode now or uploading the episode after I do the audio, it, I'm usually three hours to five hours off, sometimes purposely. Like, for example, um, I may do an episode tonight for tonight, or I may just do an episode tonight for tomorrow. But when I'm done with this recording... I already have the first segment uploaded, right? So when this is done, I just upload this, structure the episode, I can just have it uploaded, and then I can share it whenever I get home. I'm usually never in a rush to get back to the house, and the reason being is when I leave, it's quarter to five. So realistically speaking, driving home, whatever way that I decide to drive home, I'm going to run into traffic. There's no escaping it. That's 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 the crazy part about it. Like there is no escaping traffic. 
at 5 or 4.45 going on to 5 p.m., man. Don't matter where the fuck you at. So when I come home, I'm pretty much fucking myself over automatically, like, because I'm, I'm already going to be an extra five minutes late, right? I'm going to be an extra five minutes late because of traffic. So with me, I, I kind of just take my time. And then, you know, especially the fact that I have tomorrow off, I'm hoping that I I can get my uh, direct deposit today tonight rather than tomorrow because I have to eventually get this uh, oil change on this vehicle. I've kind of been writing that off for a while like a fucking idiot, but at the same time, where I live, the place that does oil changes, they're always busy. It's almost like going to a barbershop. You go to a barbershop you've never been to before. And, you know, you're not aware that, you know, there's, you know, people that reserve, there's people that actually reserve seats at the barbershop. Or like, say someone wants a haircut at 930. You show up at 935. You're there. You just want a haircut. But the other guy already has the 935 guy there. So it's that type of bullshit. But eventually, this fucking summer will be over. Then I guess it's just back. It's back to fall, man. It's back to that, you know, weird season. I used to like fall, but I'm not really a big fan of fall anymore, mainly because of work. My birthday is pretty much in the beginning of fall. And I still hate fall. The weather isn't bad, but with what I do for a living, there's always BS. Which is why this time around, I didn't waste time. I was able to get tomorrow off as my last summer day that I have off and be able to get September 26 off, which will be my first day for fall off and my birthday. So I was able to do that over a month early, so that's good, but enough bullshit, man, let's continue with this episode, as promised, we got Doc Rich, I think this is Doc Rich, hold on, yeah, gotta be, Um, the video is called Panic is Setting In, underscore, CNN host left speechless after recent polls don't show what dot 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 they don't explain the rest whatever another situation that involves cnn for this episode is this a theme is this a theme for the episode because the last video if i'm not mistaken was uh vevic uh ramaswamy they were going back and forth apparently uh, he was going back and forth with the host or the news anchor for CNN. Just a terrible, shitty network. Terrible, shitty people. And they were going over uh, racism. And Benny Johnson, shout out to Benny Johnson. 
always with a banger was bringing up the fact that the Ku Klux Klan were in fact <coughs> partially created and innovated by the Democratic Party. The same Democrats that will point out Republicans and Trump supporters as the racist. Always want to keep those things in mind as well, because I, I see this weird scenario where the left can just forget about their past and they can forget and, and, and some of them don't even know their past. They don't know the history of the party. So, you know, their ignorance is what's their weakness. And really just that ability and that mentality of not allowing yourself to learn anything else. You're stuck on your ways. You're stuck about how you've learned things, how you've done things, and you won't you won't allow a different perspective. And I think that's a that's a huge problem with us blacks. The blacks. So I'm here to shake shit up a bit. Give y'all, you know, you know, a, a different perspective on this political thing. As you guys know, I have been shifting more so towards the political discussion every now and then. And who knows, tomorrow I'll bring back some uh, raw, real red pill content. But for right now, shout out to Doc Rich. Let's dive in, as he would say. ashamed of my president even a little bit. I'd rather have an alpha male than a little B-I-T-C-H. You know what I'm saying? Female dog. Okay. Bitch, all right? Bitch. 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 Okay? We podcasting, baby. None of that censorship bullshit. Okay? No censorship bullshit over here. No cookie cutter conservatism over here. Proud to be the raw, the real, the red pill from a black conservative perspective. Is she wrong? Y'all let me know in the comment section. Y'all let me know. Man, it's causing black people to support Donald Trump more. Um, they had a video of Trump going down to be indicted in Atlanta. And there was neighborhoods of black Afri- of African-Americans cheering for Trump because they understand the, how they have been done by the system. Uh, they understand that they've been their people have been attacked by the system for, for, for generations. So they see this attack on Trump and they, they relate to it. And it's causing most of all I saw on TikTok was people supporting Trump. And I think this indictment that this corrupt DA did is going to backfire. It's going to come have droves of people that support him that never would have supported him before. That's a fact. That is a fact. This- Once again, how many times do I have to explain it? How many times Doc Rich have to explain it? I've been bringing this shit up for months now. Them indicting and just criminalizing Donald Trump 
will automatically make him popular amongst the black voters, especially the black men. Now you guys are seeing it firsthand. Now there's a percentage of black women speaking up about the former president. Recent indictment and the mugshot and parading him through the city, basically, um, it, it it's going to backfire in a major way. And it, I, I believe it already has, because right or wrong, uh, you know, a lot of black folks feel like they can relate to that. They feel like they can relate to the attacks that that have been levied against Uncle Trump. And for years, for many, many, many years, black people have supported Democrats at over a 90 percent clip. I think in 2024 is the first time you will see a good chunk of black people. I don't I don't know about a majority quite. It's not even going to be equal. Let's just be honest. I think what could happen is there could be Trump supporters, but not necessarily Republican. I do think that's possible. I think that's happening now with a lot of white people. Because some of them won't boldly say they're Republican. But at the same time, when it comes to voting, it's a different story. So I do think... There is a way if they're talking about eight um, percent of black people uh, supported Trump in the last election and they're saying about 23 percent are now supporting Trump. Within another year, you can easily have 35 to 40 percent, which would be the highest that any black uh, any black uh, community, generally speaking, would have voted for a Republican since, I don't know, the fucking 30s or 40s. Yet, maybe, I mean, it, it might be close. You, you're you're going to see a good portion of black people that support Uncle Trump. I've shown you the evidence. I've shown you the clips, including the two, the two clips to start this video off. I mean, it's all there. It's all there. Talking to people out on the streets. I mean, it's all there. <laughs> they have pushed way too far. I, and, and listen, I hope another indictment comes out of Arizona. I really do. I really do. Because it only makes this even more cartoonish. It only it only makes, uh, you know, a lot of these folks feel like they can relate to it even more. Like he just said, people that wouldn't have even considered voting. I'm like, nah, bro, they do they 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 doing Uncle Trump wrong now. I, I gotta go support my guy. I gotta go support him. I, I've seen so many clips of people saying, hey, hey, Trump, man, you black now, brother. You black now. What do I say? What do I say on here? Orange is the new black, Trump 2024. Y'all know. We ain't siding with Joe Biden. We ain't siding with sliding Joe Biden. Okay? Orange is the new black. Trump 2024. No games. No trolling. No fuckery. You know, just just flat out say, hey, you black now. You wouldn't have seen you that four years ago. You wouldn't have seen it. The black people that did support Trump four years ago, most of them were silent. 
Most of them kept it, you know, behind closed doors. Obviously, you had your yep. outliers, of course. I'm not saying every single person, right? But for the most part, most black people that supported Uncle Trump four years ago, they were silent. And also, there were the people, and a lot of people mention this, but some people kind of slow down. It's worth mentioning. The people that tell you that they support one person, but they really support Trump. There's a lot of those black folks as well. So not only are they silent about it, they'll blatantly tell you that they support the opposite person. Because in a lot of ways, it's a go along to get along type of tactic. And, you know, I guess for the argument argument's sake of, you know, working and people you're around, I guess it benefit it's beneficial to keep it that way. But I think generally speaking, there's a lot of people behind the scenes that said Trump was this and Trump was that, and then when they went to the polls, they voted for Trump. I'm telling you. Put it out there. Now, people are out in the open, speaking freely and proudly about it. Even the hood. The blush. <laughs> it's the blush. The oh, Spicy. Boy. It's time for our Seen and Unseen Spicy. segment where we expose the stories behind the headlines. And for that, we turn to Fox News contributor Raymond Arroyo. All right, Raymond, do you remember when Joe Biden said this? Okay. How do you think things are going at the border, sir? Much better, than, much, much better than you all expected. <laughs> What? It sort of gives you the sort of, what? <laughs> scumbag. Well, listen to what is said here. This is just absolutely insane. Yeah, scumbag. Yeah, I love how he's laughing. It makes you feel that he's on to something that you don't quite know, Laura. Right. Well, it turns out we might be right. The Democrat-controlled Senate passed a defense bill that requires the completion of the border wall using materials rusting along the southern border since the Trump administration. You'll remember we showed our audience much of that from the sky. But as the House considers the bill, the Biden administration has been quietly selling off those wall materials at auction. Talk about unseen. They've unloaded more than half of the $300 million worth of border wall parts for pennies on the dollar, Laura. I think this is called defying Congress or undermining democracy, as you mentioned earlier in the show. Well, maybe we should, since we're... You could simply say, uh, you know, I'm I'm just saying, you know, I'm a little high. You can instantly say that uh, the last election was pretty much uh, defying and going against democracy. You know, you know, these motherfuckers have been defiant for years now. Giving everything away to Ukraine. Maybe we should just send the border wall over there and they can drop it on the, you know, on, on the Russian troops. I mean, at this point, I mean, it's just you don't expect, you know, anything to go right for these people. It's just insanity. Well, that may be that may be the only way to get that border wall built. You and, and I love this. I just found this out today. Biden spent two billion dollars on storage for these parts that he's selling for pennies. This is really disgusting. But Laura, I, I want to turn to politics for a moment. At the big GOP debate on Wednesday, MSNBC apparently wants the GOP candidates to go after Donald Trump hard. They're getting (laughs) desperate. If they don't go after Donald Trump, then they're not really debating. They're either running for vice president or they are hoping that he disappears in a legal fog. None of these people are going uh, up on the stage Wednesday to offer Americans something different. 
<laughs> this is absurd. What? They're offering something different from Joe Biden. And I love how MSNBC, that has been hoping and praying that Trump disappears into a legal fog, is now chastising others for hoping he disappears into a legal fog. Whatever the case, there's a lot of smoke being blown at MSNBC. <laughs> I don't think you can take any of this. MSNBC, no different than CNN, no different than ABC. They're all controlled. They're essentially the media alphabet boys. All these alphabets put together, they're no different than cops. They're no different than these other uh, worldly organizations that only care about their profit instead of the people. That's why they're used to giving people uh, falsified information. Um, That's why they're used to giving people uh, bullshit and, and constantly feeding them bullshit. It's not like it's not like a mistake that they make, you know, every now and then. It's a mistake that they consistently make. Um, look at the information spread about COVID-19. Um, look at pretty much the uh, judgment that was placed on Trump for how it was, quote unquote, handled. Not how not who dealt it, but how that current president at the time. Donald J. Trump handled the situation. See, this is the hypocrisy of the left. Because now, when Biden gets into office, you didn't see any stimulus checks. You saw little to no payments. Right? There was a lot of talk, but there was little to no action on behalf of the Biden administration. Seriously. I think stick around. This video gets a whole lot better. Just 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 wait on it. Ronna McDaniel and all of the candidates should take notes. Every time like a MSNBC <laughs> panel comes up, I mean, when you hear them speak, take notes because they have your best interests at heart. Right. Just do the opposite and you'll do you'll do just fine. Meanwhile, over at CNN, mile Now, to be fair and to be perfectly fair, um, this is Fox. We all kind of know where Fox is at right now. Rupert uh, Murdoch, you know, the, 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 it's not doing so well. The views, like I mentioned in the previous episode, them getting rid of Tucker. It, and it was just, it, it just went down the line from, um, I think Bill O'Reilly left. Glenn Beck, I think, got fired. Uh, Megan Kelly, uh, Trish Reagan, now Tucker Carlson. I mean, you see a pattern. Um, Fox is really not much better when it comes to viewership and, and people that actually participate. I've mentioned this before. Um, outside of Tucker Carlson, you go to a content creator who has about over a million subscribers and they probably have more viewership than news. It's a strong possibility today. Panic has begun to set in there <laughs> as they encounter polls showing Biden and Trump neck and neck within the margin of error. Ooh, Mm-mm. look at these, one point. One point. If you go back at where we were at this point four years ago, Joe Biden's lead was high single digits to low double digits. So this idea. 
Joe Biden's lead was high singles to low doubles at this point. Oh, boy. And this is before that poll came from before the Georgia indictment where he went down and, you know, all the black people like, hey, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. We support Trump. Hey, free Uncle Trump. You know, they're on the side. They didn't say free Uncle Trump. It's one thing they didn't say. Um, what they did say, and because I'm black, they said free my nigga Trump. Quote, free my nigga Trump, end quote. This is on another level here, okay? There wasn't even this much enthusiasm about Obama. Let's keep it a let's keep it a stack. Side of the road cheering Trump on, right? This poll came before that. <laughs> it's getting good, ladies and gentlemen. And Donald Trump can't win the general election. I want you to lose that idea. Donald Trump idea that, that Donald Trump can't win high single digits to low double digits. So this idea that Donald Trump can't win the general election, I want you to lose that idea. Donald Trump is polling better right now than basically at any point during the entire 2020. That's fascinating. Damn. That's fascinating. That's stomach turning for that's them. That's fascinating. <laughs> the faces, Laura. They're, they're like, that's fascinating. Oh, uh, very interesting. <laughs> Let's go on this to Lady Gaga. And for the guys out there who are ahead of the curve like myself, this comes of no surprise to most men. And I will say most men in this country, regardless of race. For those that are even paying attention politically to what's going on, and that's and that in itself is like a subcategory. It's a subgenre for people. Politics is no longer a genre. It's a subgenre, but it's a social subgenre. So it can be effective to an extent, but it can also be at a cost of offending people or saying the wrong thing around the wrong people, right? drive back to this fucking job we're not stopping yet I still got more to add on to the 40 minutes so technically we're at like an hour and 13 minutes maybe not 100% sure but if I'm estimating this I'm going to say that I had noticed some cars pulled up earlier, but I think there were just other people and teachers and shit, so I'm not really, I don't really give a shit. Um, I mean, there's some people that, that may view this and be like, wow, that's, that's a surprise. I don't think a lot of those people know about what's going on politically. So that's why I say it's a subgenre. It's a social subgenre because it can be a conversation that can spark something that's meaningful, or it can just be something that someone takes offensively and you know bitch and complain about it. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things. It's like religion. Story. Yeah, let's go. Let's go on to what happened with Taylor Swift at that wedding over the weekend. They were just the hell is exactly. 
But you know, Laura, I, I, I was looking at this over the weekend. CBS News may be way ahead of the curve. They dropped what could be the biggest story of the year, and few noticed. CBS posted this tweet Friday. Read it closely. Former President Joe Biden holds news conference. Talk about a scoop, Laura. They later issued a correction. But we will be watching for a follow-up on this break. Wow, CBS. CBS. I remember, um, just to bring up CBS briefly, because I don't give a fuck about them, really. Um, they had a They had that picture, that infamous picture, of the hospital in Italy that they actually released and claimed that it was a hospital in New York. And he never verified it and changed it, although the original source from Italy actually showed the same exact picture from their hospital days before they released their article. This is fake news 101. Okay? For people that wonder, what's fake news? Oh, that's just made up. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It's a prime example. You can look it up. Don't take my word for it. Okay. This is reading red pills. All right. A news story. <laughs> Former President Joe Biden. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> Do they know something that we don't know? <laughs> 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 They're already putting former. <laughs> Eliminate it. Eliminate it. They see the landslide coming. They see it coming. There's nothing that they can do about it, right? The only the only thing that they have left is taking him off the ballot. Because they see that the indictments aren't working. It's only helping him. It's only boosting him in the numbers. It's only boosting him amongst the group of individuals who historically did not rock with him. Well, I, I, won't, I won't say historically, but during during his presidency, did not rock with him. Of course. And politics did not deal with him. That's pretty much all it boils down to. He's a Republican. And even to an extent with most people today, especially the blacks, who've been taught that the Republicans, in fact, don't care and in fact are racist towards blacks, they've stood by that the entire time. So once Trump announced himself as a Republican, that was when things changed. Now, of course, beforehand, Mike Tyson, Oprah Winfrey, all these other blacks, and shout out to Mike Tyson, he still fucked with Trump. They was out that uh they was out there in Vegas, I think. I wanna say it was Vegas. In a UFC event, that's when he came out and everybody just just lost it, chanting USA. And, you know, you don't see that with Joe Biden. Joe Biden goes out there in public. People are simply embarrassed being around him. Sickening. They're simply embarrassed. It's only boosting those numbers. He's only going up. I made a video about about other clips the other day. If you haven't seen that, definitely go and check it out. Of of just person after person, black person after black person, like rocking with Uncle Trump. And I can make a whole lot more. 
it's it's getting ugly for them now. They've pushed too far, but of course, you know they're not going to give up. They're too far in to give up. These these elites are not going to back down now. Trust me when I tell you, they aren't backing down. They're going to throw everything that they possibly can at this entire situation, not just him, but at the entire situation itself. They are going to try everything. So trust me when I tell you, there are some dark days ahead. There are going to be some trying times ahead, but we got it in the bag. <laughs> Stay the course. Stay the course. Now, I've heard some things. I need to do a bit more digging on those on those things before I make a video on them. Um, but there's some strange stuff. Allegedly. Allegedly. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's some possible strange things that are on the way. So um, be aware. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, let me just, um, I mean, let me just showcase my podcast real quick. You know, if you don't mind, right? There's also something that I have uh, that I wanted to bring up later on. Let me make sure that I can remove certain things from this playlist here, because this shit here is going to be something that I'll most likely go over tonight. I'm pretty sure that I'll have enough time to upload this tonight, so it will be a nighttime episode as well as the morning and noon chapel. Uh, We got what the hell? Obama's. 1999 secret male lover exposed him in front of public audience. Allegedly, this is from Sibo and Snappo. We're gonna go through that later on tonight. That's fucking 34 minutes, 32 seconds. We may have to skip through certain things, but we're gonna get right to the source when the time is right. But I just wanted to briefly go over that because that's gonna be crazy all right stay the course stay the course now, uh, cbs of all people that's the one Tiffany of those Network good Lord. yeah that's one of the good moments i love that yeah okay finally it was revealed this week that while the squad was urging everybody to defund the police and trying to limit second amendment rights guess who spent more than 1.2 million dollars in campaign dollars on private security coming from the very same people that want to defund the police. Of course. Defund the police. Get rid of... Typical limousine liberals. They don't live in areas of crime, so they don't care about your safety and your whereabouts. They're protected regardless. When These are the people who are against guns. They're against guns, right? But when they go, in, when they go into the public, the general public... They got armed. They got armed servicemen around them, protecting them at all times. They got bodyguards, special bodyguards, with the vest and the shiny gadgets. Those security guards. But they'll tell you they're against guns. They want you, and they want to confiscate your weapons. But they got their own private security, and they run around with machine guns. Okay. They're running around with fucking, you know, AR-15s, but they want to get rid of AR-15s so they can have their security be the only ones with AR-15s. You feel me? 
I'm kind of hip to this shit, all right? These people, these people are scum. Be on my Alex Jones shit. I'm on my black Alex Jones right now. These people are scum, all right? Get rid of the weapons, get rid of the weapons. But look, look at how much money y'all spent exactly. on that. Exactly. Look at how much money. And look what I'm, they got. I'm sorry to tell you. I don't have $736,000 to spend on private security, let alone... Look, let alone $64,000, $65,000 really, I mean, if you round up, let alone $65,000 to spend on private security to keep me safe because <laughs> of their foolish policies. But of course, rules for thee, no rules for me. I'm going to take away the weapons from y'all. I'm going to take away your ability to protect yourself yep. because I'm privileged. Yep. I have money. I can spend $65,000 on private security. I can spend $700,000 on private security. I can spend $300,000 on private security. This stuff is ridiculous. It's disgusting, man. Uh. And that right there should pretty much tell you where we're at. Pretty much what I just said, just going a little bit deeper into like the limousine liberal and these are the people who live extraordinary lifestyles. They got multi-million dollar homes, multi-car garage. They got everything, right? They're not connected to the general public like that. They're terrified. The thought that they would get to a point to where they would lose the resources they would have and go right back to the environment that they were used to at one point. That terrifies them. They don't even want to be around the people of that environment. They want to be as far away as possible. So they buy um, extravagant houses and, and and have it in gated communities, literally gated, barricaded from the general public. But these people claim to be about equality and all this other bullshit, diversity and all these other, um, you know, catchphrases buzzwords if you will it's all BS I realized that the idea not power itself but the idea of power is man made meaning man made as in a person gives you power or a situation where a person allows you to display the power that you already have or allow you to display the skills that you already have. But it's that secret or sometimes just upfront hierarchy that makes or breaks, um, you know, a person's career and livelihood. And when it comes to the workplace, when it comes to more of your office jobs, and you're really just monitored by the people that you work around and the people you work for. You understand that like they have they have that control and that power over you. But if you're a do gooder. And if you're just trying to get through your day and you're doing anything to get to the next level, then they'll allow you to kiss enough ass to get to that point. But it's their power that gives you the power. It's their authority that grants you certain authority, but it's also the authority that they have that prevents you at the same token. So it's like, 
it's a catch 22 realistically where if you're just a person realistically if you're just a person who's just trying to do what you need to do in order to push forward and get through the day you won't be looked at as a top choice by people socially and i have the air quotes but realistically when it comes to doing what you need to do and not wasting much time they'll have you in high favor constantly They just know that you're the type of person that's there to do a job and be done with it. A lot of when you're just like I mentioned before, when you're just around a lot of women in general, there is no there's no room for conversational value because the conversational value that you perceive with can be can be the same conversation um, that prevents you from working there going forward, because however, a bitch want to take it. Or, um, however, a woman wants to react to something that you say when she says things worse or given the opportunity, she'll do worse and get no and receive no consequences from it. So it's a very it's like. It's like socially, you have no choice but to realize it eventually as a man, I think women's women's strong point is pretending that it doesn't exist the woman the woman's mindset is pretending that it never happened it doesn't exist it's not going on and men are just paranoid men are just insecure it's the same shaming tactics right but if you're pointing out facts if you're if you're pointing out something that's just based on something that is currently going on and you have information to break it down, what can a bitch say? Nothing. She's defeated. Conversation over. Debating with liberals. They live on this whole peace and harmony thing, but they don't acknowledge the fact that their party was responsible for the separation and the divide of the country to begin with. They're not willing to acknowledge that. So I can't really respect them going forward. And a lot of their arguments are just invalid. They just don't have any backbone that has nothing to really stand on. So it's always this slipped or sort of slipped dist fucked up vertebrae of verbal nonsense that they come up with to make themselves be the victims, but at the same time, put themselves in a position to where the so-called white devil is preventing them from doing what they got to do. But when they have a march or when they have something going on, the people that are there setting up and organizing the event are nine times out of 10 whites. What the? Anyway, 50, 40, What's 50, 40, an hour and 40 minutes? That sounds about good. And in this episode off before it's 1.15. Um, like I said, I plan on doing something with the whole Obama alleged, Obama homo alleged situation. When the time is right, a.k.a. when I finally get back to the fucking house. Uh, I still got what? Three hours, three hours and 30 minutes left of this fucking job. So as I always say, in the meantime and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of 
the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Signing out. Peace.